Darling in the Franks, more like horny on the main. We watched Darling in the Franks and we're here to answer the question, was it a kawaii disappointment? Hello and welcome back to Kawaii Disappointment, your weekly journey through the worlds of anime. With you as always is me, your host, producer, Weeb of All Trades, and waifu mecha, PJ. And me. Everyone calls me Papa, but you could call me Daddy, Skylar. No! And with us as always is our dear friend and newest parasite, Lauren. I have no idea what's happening, um, but I'm not much of a darling of anything. I'm much more of a menace. So To this be is frank, be you're not much of a darling. Damn, that would have been I such a funny this... joke. <laughs> I will go to Germany and pay you some francs to tell jokes like that. Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jacob's back. Is that Dutch? Uh, Does Germany also use francs or is that just like, yeah, well, it's German everything... francs because it's Dutch francs. Dutch francs. But, but I think everyone's transitioned. Most people have transitioned to the euro by now, right? Yeah, probably. Right? I don't. I mean, you ever remember those conspiracy theories where they were like, we're going to have the one American nation and it's going to have the Amero. <laughs> I don't. And, and I'm glad like I blocked Canada, it Canada, Mexico out. and America are going to combine into one out. giant nation state. I... And it's going to have the Amero. <laughs> I, okay. So oh. like I, my brother and in general, I was super into conspiracy theories when I was like, yeah, a lot younger. I watched all old like alex jones D- alex jones dvds when i was in like <gasps> middle school like this is before he got like crazy crazy he was just like i don't know maybe oh, the God. government's bad it was well before <laughs> I mean, you're <laughs> right the government is exactly bad. it was yes. well before he was like Doug, they're putting things in the water to make the freaking frogs gay <laughs> uh but that said uh today we are continuing through mecha month actually closing out mecha month as we have lauren watch darling in the franks Whoop. So, Lauren, tell me that name, Darling in the Franks. What did you think this anime was going to be about? Okay, so um, it's funny that you brought up Franks and, like, currency, because that's exactly what I thought of. But I didn't end up going with anything currency-wise, because my brain, like, couldn't figure anything out. So instead, I pivoted and decided this is going to be a mecha sports anime. So um, there's like training for kids on how to use mechas in this world. And in order to learn how to drive the mechas at their school, they are using them to play sports against each other. So, um, yeah. And where did the Franks come into it? Someone's going to be super rich. Because I'm going to be honest, Lauren. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. This this prediction, nothing to do with the anime name. I, I don't... I don't know. Tell me, at what point in your prediction did you mention a darling or a Franks? I you um, mentioned a mecha and a sports, which, like, sure, you could assume that's what this anime is about. Given the month, where, we're in. where did the name come along? I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't know. I figured there was gonna be like an underdog who hasn't had any formal training, and there's gonna be a kid who's been training this their entire life, like from yeah, a rich yeah, family. Yeah, yeah, I've seen sports stories before. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're the darlings. The children are the darlings. The one of them is the darling, like, you know, the rich one. Yeah. Well, the darling family. No. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. It's it's Peter Pan, but in Germany. So they're the darlings with the Franks. Mm -hmm. 
There you go. Skylar sure. fixed it for you, Lauren. Fair. Okay, great. Thank you, Skylar. See, she gets it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. She she gets it. <laughs> she gets it. So clearly you struggled with this name a lot because you just, just abandoned it wholesale. I don't think I've ever seen you just abandon a name like this before. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell me, once you saw the poster, did you have any more of idea of what this was going to be about? I definitely still am leaning into the mecha sports in and a school fine. yeah because like they look like they're in uniform except well they're all in uniform just one's in a different uniform so i am definitely thinking this is a boys versus girls challenge and this Since is they're definitely in different uniforms than each other yeah and i'm thinking this is going to be like an alvin and the chipmunks the squeakwall situation where you have um the boys have one personality and then they have alvin their and the chipmunks the squeakwall situation <laughs> yeah so like the boys and the girls have similar personalities to each other <laughs> that's who they end up like fighting or competing against in their in their mecha robots all right so, so tell me which of these boys is alvin <laughs> simon and theodore i have more than Alvin, Simon, and Theodore, because there's more than just three of them. But um, the captains or the Alvins, I guess, of their teams are the pink-haired girl in the back with the different uniform. She is from a different school. Oh, so just... we're talking about the the Chipettes now. The Chipettes, yeah. So she's yeah. the, so the this leader is of Brittany. the Chipettes. Yes, I'm going to be honest. I never saw the Squeakquel, so I don't know their well, girls. Well, I didn't things. watch the Squeakquel either, but I grew up watching the Alvin and the Chipmunks cartoons. I was going to oh. say, did you not see the Alvin and the Chipmunks movie, like around the world one? That one's no, great. You no. also that have one's obviously also all weirdly of the, horny. You also have all of the like Alvin and the Chipmunks meet the Wolfman, and Alvin and the Chipmunks meet Frankenstein. Um, so you had obviously Simon, uh, Alvin, Simon and Theodore, and then their counterparts were Brittany, Jeanette, and Eleanor. Okay. Wow. I'm learning so much about chipmunks today. Good for me. I was going to so say, maybe is... you should have learned before you posited it. <laughs> I don't know. I think I know more about chipmunks than you do, genius. If you're going to bring up Alvin and the Chipmunks lore, then you should know a little bit more about Alvin and the Chipmunks. <laughs> I you really like it, your gatekeeping nerd voice. That's very, very good. <laughs> um, so the, There's yes, no gatekeeping. <laughs> That's just true. It's like gaslighting. Anyway, Skylar's like, I am a gatekeeper, so this sounds fine to me. <laughs> I'm a girl boss, and I gatekeep. See, and she's trying to gaslight me into thinking that she's not gatekeeping. Wow. All right, so tell me about these characters. Anyway, <laughs> the pink-haired girl with the leader of the Chipettes, Brittany, is the one in the back. She just transferred from another school. She is currently undefeated when it comes to like the school mecca awards and stuff and she's definitely in her senior year she's captaining for the last time in her brand new school and the boy directly under her on the poster this one centered who looks very intense with his dark floppy hair um he's definitely the captain he's the alvin right so he's the captain for the boys they're he's the freshman though i think that he's brand new to the school so he's a freshman she's a senior and i think they're probably going to fall in love um He's a very talented driver of these sports meccas, but is a little arrogant and he's going to be learning a lot from our transfer, Brittany Chipet leader. Okay, so I then went through and I paired everyone on the poster. So I'm going to describe two people at the same time because they all have, yeah, they all have the same personalities, right? Because they're like destined for each other. Okay, so I have the blonde boy with the glasses 
is our, you know, our smart boy, our Theodore. His counter is the dark haired girl with the glasses. I just went with a glasses trope because that's what the Theodore and his, they know all the answers. They're definitely top of their class. They're more expected to like repair the mecha and they know all the moves that it's programmed to do. So those are your, your smarties on the teams. And then I have the short brunette boy who's like smirking and his counterpart is the red haired girl with the pigtails. I said that they're both um, tactical geniuses and definitely like the tension relief because they're like the class clowns, Um, but they're very scrappy and they definitely are going to do those plays that like no other classmates can do. And then I have the brunette boy with the donut the the bun i don't know the food item that he has in his hand and his counter is the long-haired blonde girl with the headband and i said they're just really here to earn credit because they're both um very sweet and too nice for this world they're your cinnamon rolls um they're your supportive friends and um may or may not eat their feelings which i totally get (laughs) guilty and then Last but not least, we have our severe looking brunette boy in the back with like the Draco Malfoy haircut. And he is paired with the dark haired girl in the bob in the front. And they are your snobby rich kids. You're the ones who have all the Franks, right? And um, they definitely have more money than God who think that their consequences, there's no consequences to their actions because they're like rich and they can just like pay money to make things go away i mean society's taught us that so it's true yeah and they are gonna make those unhinged like this might just work crazy ideas because they like don't think that anything bad's gonna ever happen to them right so, right, right yeah yeah i'm thinking they're gonna be the ones <gasps> they're that the darlings grow. with the franks they're the darlings with the franks <laughs> i was thinking more <laughs> the captains were the darlings right because like they're the best in their respective well when they go swimming in the rich kids pile of money like a la scrooge mcduck they are the darlings in the franks because they're swimming in franks (laughs) literally yeah in the franks yeah you know alternately alternately the sport is hot dog eating and they're all swimming (laughs) through franks oh as long as the hot dog eating contest this is actually mecca just the mecca retelling of the joey chestnut story joey chestnut see that's not a unicorn horn coming out of the mecca in the back that's a hot dog that's a no it's a skewer to cook hot dogs right of course yeah because you you gotta cook them uh nathan's nathan's hot dog presents darling and the franks (laughs) (laughs) see see i convinced you both in the end yeah (laughs) Uh, okay so i see these characters i like the tropes we're going for i'm a little iffy on mecha sports but i think it could be awesome if executed well so i'm excited to watch it i am too so why don't we do that why don't we take an episode why don't we take a quick break and watch episodes one and two of darling the franks and we'll be right back so stay tuned everyone All right, we're back. We end Lauren watch episodes one and two of Darling of the Franks. Lauren, tell me, what did you think? Okay, so here I was watching a mecha anime like you do. and <laughs> Little did of- you know you were watching <laughs> fucking porn. Little did I know I was watching human porn. I was like, what? this is so This was porn. horny Wild. fuck. Holy shit. <laughs> this is maybe one of the horniest non-hentai animes I've ever watched. I was so thrown for a loop because the way they anyway we can get into it later, but like God damn, not this at shit all what I thought. Me, <laughs> holy fucking shit! I absolutely love how horny this shit is. 
So let's get through some horny housekeeping here uh, with like a dirty maid. Oh my God. <laughs> well, they have so maid cafes. The, so. Yeah. So the creator of Darling of the Franks only goes by a pseudonym. They are Code 000. No one knows who they really are, but that is what they go by. They go by Code 000. Damn. Uh, it is, this is an original anime. It was directed by Atsushi Nishigori and done by A1, Trigger, and Cloverworks. It was a pretty big collaboration uh, for Tokyo MX. It ran from January to July of 2018 for 24 episodes uh, through one season with no current uh, announcement or any plans for a season two, but uh, fans are clamoring for it. There was a manga uh, adaptation done for Shonen Jump Plus that ran from January 2018 to January 2020 for eight volumes, along with a four-panel spin-off manga done for Shonen Jump Plus that ran for January to July of 2018. But that is all we have in terms of like supplementary media for Darling of the Franks. So let's jump to episode one and two. In the distant future, humanity is forced to reside in massive mobile fortress cities due to fear of being attacked by giant monsters called Klaxosaurs. By giant monsters called Klaxosaurs. Klaxosaurs can only be fought by Franks, giant robots that can only be operated by a male and female pilot working in unison. Dr. Franks and Zero Two arrive in one such city to develop his latest Franks. Hero, meanwhile, is left depressed after failing his test to become a Franks pilot and synchronize with his partner, Naomi. He encounters Zero Two by chance, who briefly flirts with him when he shows no fear of her horns. As Hero's classmates attend the welcoming ceremony to become official Franks pilots, Hero debates leaving the city when a Mohorovicic class Klaxosaur attacks. Zero Two deploys in her Franks Stralizia to fight it, but ends up getting injured and her partner is mortally wounded. Hero volunteers to become Zero Two's partner and she kisses him in response, activating Stralizia's true form. Stralizia effortlessly defeats the Klaxosaur and it is revealed that Zero Two is a human Klaxosaur hybrid who has a reputation for killing her partners. Despite being able to pilot Stralizia with Zero Two, Hero has no memories of what happened in the cockpit, leading some of his fellow pilots to be skeptical about what really happened, since it is rumored Zero Two is capable of Piloting a, piloting a Franks on her own. Hero's fellow pilots are also wary of Zero Two due to her reputation, especially Ichigo, who is concerned about Hero's safety. Meanwhile, the leadership of Ape decides to further test Hero's abilities and instruct him to participate in a mock Franks battle, though he is forbidden from partnering with Zero Two or using Stralizia. Ichigo volunteers to partner with him in Delphinium. Zotome and Miku volunteer to be their opponents during the mock battle. Hero is briefly able to connect with Ichigo and pilot Delphinium, suddenly loses her erection, I mean connection with her, and is able to to restart Delphinium. This wow. breaks Hero's confidence in himself and leaves Ichigo frustrated that she can't do anything to help Hero. And that's episodes one and two of Darling and the Franks. Okay, okay, okay. But you like... Okay, okay. Like, <laughs> piloting these Franks, though. It's just sex. It's just sex. Sex. And it's like so sexual. Like, yeah, it's not even yeah. like, oh, you know, we see the positions. Like, this is straight up doggy style. You're grabbing onto the hips and you're taking them for a fucking ride. The literally. Fucking time. And yes. like the entire scene with him and fucking uh, Ichigo is literally just like what happens when you have bad sex with someone. Yes. Well, and I it would, sucks yeah. because she wants to have sex with him so bad. Like, so and he bad. Can't get it up. And he's just like, he I can't. can't like there's no connection i can't keep it up she literally at one point is like why can't you keep it up yes Yes! and then he's like you just don't do it for me and she's like crying and she's like whatever you were bad anyways whatever you just (laughs) it's not it's not me it's you but he can get it up for that other girl yeah and then when like the other pilots are going like you know it's like they're just like oh don't be so rough or like go harder like it's all sex it's all sex it's all sex it is all 
I've obviously heard so much about this anime because this anime is insanely popular. Is it right? really? Insanely popular, oh, especially because yeah. Zero Two is like waifu, like the the waifu, and I get it. That I usually sense. don't find waifus in anime. I find a lot of husbandos, but I was mm, like, damn, same. Zero Two's the waifu. Like she's hot. She is hot. She is flirty. She is dummy mommy. She is though. She's. <laughs> <laughs> She's very dummy mommy. I'd not heard that expression before. That's fun. Her darling. God, I Every love time her so much. She just and she's oh my god. When, like when she goes up to Ichigo and she like licks her face. It's oh like you taste god. good. I <laughs> guess you can have a ride. I guess you can take a crack at him. It was like I was like, oh my god. <laughs> She's just gonna have sex with everybody. <laughs> and then I like that the other, like the other kid, the other kid, what's his name, fucking Zodome, is like, oh yeah, like you should let me take a crack at you. I think I'd be, do way better than that kid. Which like definitely mm. is the uh, like <laughs> the the size difference, right? Because he's the smallest. Pilot. Oh yeah, yeah, no, one hundred percent. And like, same thing. Like, I don't know. Everything about it's like so sexual. Like, I can't get over it. That's all I can think about with this anime. Do you guys see like the muffins covered in honey and stuff? That oh my like, God, when she she's keeps... like pouring honey all over all of her food. Yeah, and she's just like slurping down honey off her fingers and stuff. And then when she goes over and sits like on his on chair his... with him and like sits in his lap and it's like, won't you let me feed you? I was like, oh my God. Oh my. And God. then same thing, when Ichigo kisses him, I was like, this man is like, this man is running, like, he's running, he's running through these girls. But it's true, I mean, he had two failed piloting attempts with two different women. The first one was absolutely, I mean, they're both pretty heartbreaking, but the first one was like, just yeah. devastating. Yeah. Yeah, no, hero is what's, what's that sexuality where you are basically a sexual? No, it's ba- you're basically asexual except for one specific demisexual. person. Demisexual. Demisexual, yeah. Yeah, he's a demisexual, like a motherfucker. Like, yes, all these please. girls are like, please fuck me, hero. And he's like, I really don't want to. But then Zero Two comes along and he's like, got it. Yes. I have a horn fetish. Got it. <laughs> Your horn makes me horned up. Damn. That's how <laughs> oh it works, God. right? That's where horny comes from? Yeah, it is. Oh, okay. Wow, look but, at me getting something right. So sexiness aside. <laughs> you're, you're right. Sexiness aside from the people. Why are these mechas so sexy? I, honestly, I was literally watching this on the couch screaming <laughs> like, someone made waifu mechas? Pay them a billion dollars. <laughs> They're geniuses. Now the, there's, already, there's always been waifus in the mechas. Now the mechas themselves are waifus? This is literally Damn. just uh, my life as a teenage robot, like as the anime, and like this is her going and finding a family of sexy robots. This is the sequel that everyone asked for—the horny sequel <laughs> to that show. <laughs> Jenny is the prototype for all the darlings in the Franks. She's then she'd be Papa's favorite, right? Because he's like that's very ominous to me that. They're all just trying to get the approval of yeah. this other Papa. Papa, can you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, but like, what's sad though is their whole purpose is just to pilot these Franks, which is such a mecha trope, right? Like, yeah, it's true. Again, d- uh, going back to Neon Genesis Evangelion, and then like mm-hmm. Iron Blooded Orphans from Gundam and stuff, like the only people who can pilot mechas being children trope 
I think is always like kind of a criticism on the fact that like in a militarized state, you basically have to breed children for the sake of war. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a very big, you know, critique of stuff like that. Like you're always putting the problems of the adults in the hands of the future uh, generation. And it's very sad and it's very problematic. I will also say the fact that everyone has number designations. Third anime Instead this month, you guys. Third yeah. anime this month, you guys. <laughs> it I must mean- be one of those boxes you just tick when you're you know writing a mecha anime i was gonna say but they were like not given numbers that they were they were born and named those like yeah, here's the one that gave different. them names. it's very different um, for sure well i was gonna say because they don't even know what like kissing is like they call kissing uh this like when two plantations like come together which is just sex um and they they kiss Uh, yeah the other refineries low on oil i want to kiss it (laughs) and then it literally it literally puts their oil into the other plantation so it's like inseminating the other plantation with oil (laughs) But Nothing they about it, this show isn't sex. It's true. It's true. <laughs> but like these kids don't know what kissing is. They don't like know. Which honestly uh, maybe makes it worse because the adults design these things. Yeah. I just imagine Dr. Franks is there like, yes, this is how you have to pilot it. Also, I have a camera feed into each one. No. Oh, no. no. It's Nickelodeon. This is Dan Schneider. <laughs> No, 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 their feet are too covered for this to be Dan Schneider. (laughs) Dan Schneider was this weird child foot fetish. Oh, God. But I will say, obviously, yes, outside of the horniness, this was, there was a lot of cool stuff about this anime, right? The fights, sick as fuck. These classosaurs, weird, like, such an interesting design, and, like, clearly, like, a menace, a threat. Mm -hmm. Um, Societal, the societal structure is very interesting, like, the fact that the governing body is called Ape, and all the head figures meet in a clandestine room wearing ape masks. And like no one knows who they are, like, and I, like, I, and I didn't catch it at first because I was like, I thought they said eight, like the eight, and then I was like, oh, it's ape. And then when they were all meeting, I was like, well, that one has an orangutan mask. Well, that one has a gorilla mask. Oh my god, they're all apes. Oh my god, <laughs> look at that. Konnichiwa, my fellow weebs. No big news this week for the main feed, but we finally have access to our Patreon back. Alongside this episode, we released our backlog on the Patreon today, which includes our Kawaii Desu season preview for the summer 2022 anime season, our reduced redo for Puella Magi Madoka Magica, and our Kawaii Desu Archives guest episodes. Additionally, tomorrow we will be releasing our Kawaii Desu wrap-up for July, where we talk about what we loved in July, answer patron-submitted questions, and preview our August lineup. So if you were waiting for the Patreon to be back on track to subscribe, if any of that sounds exciting, or you just want to listen to any of the bonus content we've released over there, check out our Patreon by searching for Kawaii Disappointment, or by going to patreon.com slash kawaiidesupod. A special shout out to our wonderful patrons who have stuck with us throughout all of these issues, starting with our Eternal Desu patrons, our $8 tier, the amazing Skullbush and incomparable Alex J. They're not alone, though, as we also have our amazing Super Desu patrons, our $5 tier, Nene Killua, Magical Girl Charlotte, Rebel in an Isekai, and Jellums, and our Kawaii Desu patron, our $3 tier, Eliza L. You're all insanely Kawaii Desu in my book. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Kawaii Desu Pod, or go to kawaiidesupod.com for links to those socials, as well as all of our episodes. 
That's K-A-W-A-I-I-T-E-S-U-P-O-D.com. Spread the word about us, and if you feel so inclined, leave a review on iTunes, rate us five stars on Spotify, or wherever you listen to us. It really does help. We will see you all again next week as we dive into a new month with a new theme. Stay tuned to our social media for the announcement of what that will be. Now, back to the podcast. Even their city is very similar to Neon Genesis Evangelion is all like underground. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, the the world building was done very well. As, aside from like all of the sex, it was. It I was think very... the sex was a great part of the world building. <laughs> <laughs> Not for me. I was Not say- for me. I was saying this show's so horny while cheering, and I was like, "Wow, this show's so horny!" While sitting there, like this is doing nothing for me. <laughs> Literally nothing. But again, like, I'm pretty sure, like, these kids aren't taught, like, kissing and just in general things. So they're not expected to live long. Yikes. I mean, yeah, that's probably the intent, right? This is a pretty bleak world where these kids have to fight these very dangerous other mecha dinosaur things. Right. Yeah. I I see all three studios having a hand in this. It was beautifully animated oh yeah 100 percent. oh yes mm-hmm. stunning animation mm-hmm. again the fight scenes work phenomenal but even just like again it has a little bit of that classic trigger style as we talked about in our like raking episode yes uh but you could definitely see like the highlights of a1 and clover works in there as well oh yeah definitely mm-hmm. yeah i agree i think this was a very well done collaboration between the three studios i think a1 and trigger produced it and then trigger and cloverworks animated it i think it's i know trigger was in the production and animation but i know one of the uh, it was like the other ones fell on one side or the other okay, okay. well jinx. it worked <laughs> jinx again <laughs> anyway i'm not gonna keep thinking technically you owe me a soda because you talked well no you have to have whatever. said jinx you owe me a soda yeah it's true you have it's, to set that Rule it's up. A, yeah, it's a gay ass. <laughs> <laughs> Regardless, if oh I say God. jinx, that means you can't talk until someone says your name. All right, Lauren, uh, what uh-huh. did you think about this? <laughs> That's fine. I did, yeah, but like outside of that, like obviously, I like this kind of whole setup. Again, like they are raised to be pi- like p- pieces of war. Like you know when Papa is giving his speech. And he's like, give your last ounces of blood for this country. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, it was like very aggressive. (laughs) And then, you know, like they're in their little dorm Mm -hmm. um, and they have like a very sheltered life on these things. And clearly it's established that if you're not a child that can pilot a Franks, like you're basically like dead on the streets. Yes. Yeah. There's nothing for you to do. Yeah, I was going to say, fuck, like, that was literally so devastating when um, his former partner is getting shipped back. Yeah. And they're like, Ugh. that's a death sentence. You I did really like feel the, the weight you know, of it. obviously she like kind of saved his life by being like, mm-hmm. no, you stay. You stay. Yeah. Yeah. It's not you. It's me. <laughs> well, she was, uh, I mean, honestly. Technically, it was, it was her, though. It was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, this okay, time. No one, okay, so he's too powerful. That's why he can stay with Zero Two. I think <laughs> no listen, one else can handle his size. I think I think O2 is the one piloting that ship. I think 16's just along for the ride. I think she's the one who's in charge. Okay. Yeah. You think okay. that she's pegging him? Yeah. Yeah, probably. I'm I down. I 
I think she's the one piloting it. And I think he, that's why he can't remember. He's like, I don't remember piloting it. She's going to be like, yeah, because you don't. I do. <laughs> I mean, she can pilot the smaller version all by herself. That's been established, right? So yeah, but it's not nearly as strong. It's not, but she can still pilot by herself, whereas none of the other female characters can pilot on their own without it being like a death sentence. Well, because none of them are human classes or hybrids. It's true. She does have that that geneticism going for her, I suppose. But, yeah, no, I think 100% she's the one piloting that Franks. Also, is this a very accurate (laughs) depiction of uh, like the toxic masculinity connected to like sexual performance? Because the fact that like heroes basically like I want to kill myself because I'm not good at sex. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And the girls are like, no, it's okay. I do love like, honestly, there's something like, like that just hit a little different about how devastated Ichigo was that they were not compatible. Mm -hmm. Well, she's like, so in love with oh, him clearly mm-hmm. but then when she's like don't worry y- you're like you weren't good anyways but while she's like crying i was like oh oh yeah oh yeah that was that was really sad there were a lot of very sad moments in this anime where you really felt like all of the emotion that was on the screen yeah i really love like when zero two is talking about like the bird they're talking about the birds right that can't fly without and a partner no yeah and, yeah like, I and zero that two is talking about it as being something very beautiful and how she basically wants to find the other bird for her and then mm. hero is talking about it and then talking about how depressing it is that these creatures can't fly without someone else and it's very interesting just to see their unique perspectives on it because i mean clearly it gives you the perspective of what they really think versus what they how they act because zero two is like i can't wait to find my other bird basically and hero's like it's sad that people would need other birds but then when push comes to shove he's like essentially let me be your other bird and she's like but i've always been a lone bird (laughs) you're a bird i'm a bird (laughs) let's be birds together (laughs) birds of a feather yeah uh zero two is definitely like a manic pixie dream girl but um, to the next level but like a violent one that will <laughs> she's more of a succubus man- manic I, dream girl yes i agree with the succubus part honestly oh Not yeah pixie, she could be succubus. both manic succubus yeah, dream girl there you go see yeah. perfect and you know obviously i like the dynamics with the other pilots like i like that no one outside of zorome is like shitty to hero because he like <laughs> couldn't handle the first pilot like program yeah like they're all buds with him all the girls are pretty okay with him zorome and miku uh, are a good combo because miku's kind of a bitch and zorome is kind of an asshole oh yeah no watching them while they were just fighting the whole time during the fucking kiss. They were such a Chad and Stacy relationship. What's that from? Like a Chad like you know what a Chad is. I do know what a Chad is. And Stacy is a female Chad. Oh okay. Okay. I don't know a lot of things, so I just assumed it was in media, but now I understand. That is (laughs) a very good way to describe it. Yeah, like you know, the star quarterback and like the head cheerleader. Yeah, yeah, Chad yeah, and yeah. Stacey. Chad and Stacy. Good for them. And I like that essentially while he's like, you know, fight fucking with his girlfriend, he's like trying to hit on Zero Two, and that's why they stop having sex. <laughs> like, she essentially <laughs> gets out of the mood because he's being an asshole, and that's the only reason he's not able to kill them. Exactly. Yeah, no, because he was like not going to stop. He was going to keep going for it until the other Franks was done for. But no, yeah, I like that it evens out because they're fighting so much that they just like fucking shut down 
I've been in situations like that. <laughs> um, I wasn't right about the pairings, like who was paired with who, but I was I, right that I they was, were paired up. I was like shocked that you didn't just go mirrored because the poster was just mirrored. They were right. literally across from each other. And as you're like being like top left and bottom right, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's like one of those puzzles where you had to draw a line between the two that were connected. And mine was like all crisscross and crazy. And the solve was just draw a straight line across. I always overcomplicate things. So yeah, that I was like, fits as for we were me. going through it, I was like, okay, I mean, it's just mirrored, but whatever. <laughs> It could have been diagonal. Yeah, I get it. I suppose. It <laughs> but, wasn't. But yeah, technically, it the been. glasses people's diagonal. The glasses people were diagonal, but they're, but they're not the partnered up. are yeah. not. Right. Yeah. <laughs> At least the partners as the show begin. That's true. I suppose they could change if they're more compatible with someone else as they go on. Uh, yeah. But overall, again, horny as hell, but super fun, you know? <laughs> I, I definitely found myself enjoying this a lot. Uh, I'd put off watching this for a long time, not even uh, because of the horniness. I just, you know. The horniness was, su- was a surprise. The horniness was a surprise. Was I did not a know. A shock. I did not know prior to watching. But I very much enjoyed what I watched, like even outside of the horniness. Like it was a very fun time. They do action really well. They do, mm-hmm. um, you know, just encounters and conversations really well. Everything's super fun. The world building is very intriguing. And I just, I enjoyed what I watched. Yeah. We talked before on the the Patreon about some celebrities who enjoy anime that were a surprise, and I'm I remember Kim Kardashian likes this one. Yeah, yes. she really likes Sterling in the Frank. She didn't she do a Zero Two cosplay? She did not cosplay Zero Two. She just said yeah, she really she likes dyed Zero her two. hair. She dyed her hair pink. Uh, and because, it was inspired by her. Yeah, that's honestly I don't know. I've not seen Kim Kardashian with pink hair, but I'm very intrigued to see. Yeah, it was I mean, a while I back. Like, this is like 2018. Yeah. And that's when she got all that shit from those weeb bros. Being like, oh, there's no way you like anime. You're what? too rich and beautiful. Only <laughs> only fucking us weirdos Uggos. like anime. This is a big thing in the anime community. Um, and the in just any toxic real. gatekeeping community where it, it, toxic gatekeepers like to be like, oh, only like people like me watch this. Uh, and then they, they'll be the first people to be like, I wish pretty girls also liked anime. And then when a pretty girl's like, hey, I like anime, they're like, oh, probably not. You probably just watch anime so that guys will fuck you as if oh, like yeah. as if like a they, that's a thing as if they're like oh god i can't wait for my prince charming to come along who's fucking otaku <laughs> mcpipple face to fuck me or whatever <laughs> and then like and then that the and then they'll be like oh what do you watch fucking sailor moon that's not real anime as if it's not as if it's oh, not one of the greatest anime of all my time hero academia <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, God. and then they'll be like, well, that's not real anime. It's only real anime if it's blah, 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 blah. And everyone has a different opinion. It's either- and then you just have to get, no, no, no. You just have to get down to their level and be like, well, actually, anime is technically any cartoon or any style from Japan. Meh, 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 meh. And they'll be like, match and they'll be their like, oh, level of oh, annoyance. Oh, uh, yeah, I can read Wikipedia, too. I don't oh, like Oh, I'm surprised you could read. <laughs> Skylar's lost his argument. He's so surprised they can read if they watch anime they probably read subtitles (laughs) uh but yeah toxic gatekeepers hate when uh normal people quote-unquote watch anime it should only be them and their little troll holes Mm. (laughs) not Uh, a troll 
<laughs> but um, that Not said, um, you know, this, yeah, people like this anime a lot. Uh, people love Zero Two. She's probably one of the most, like, popular anime characters, like, from a modern anime. In terms of, like, cosplay, merchandise, like, so much. Like, she's waifu. You see a lot of cars She's waifu number sticker. one. You see so many cars with Zero Two stickers on them. You see so many cosplays of Zero Two. I get it. And, you know, there's a lot that goes into why this anime is so popular. But I think part of it is how good the music is. Oh, yes. Oh, so why don't we God. talk about the music of Darling of the Franks by talking about our OP and ED. So our OP is Kiss of Death by Mika Nakashima. Lauren, what did you think of that intro? I thought it had some really great visuals and the song was, they were very well matched to each other and the song itself was just so good. I love the like breakdown in the middle and then how it like amps back up again. Great time. I loved it. Yes. There is just something so epic about this song. Like Mm -hmm. it feels very cinematic. Um, And like you said, like, Oh my god, the visuals. I was just like, is this amniotic fluid? I don't know. <laughs> oh no. It looks why like did you blood. Put, no, why did you put that in my head now? They're oh, in the womb. No. No, uh, oh, I'm no, sure I'm it's upset. like they're connected via their link, and so it's like, I don't know, blood or something. I don't know if that's better. It's a uh, brain and spinal fluids. <laughs> I love the part. I mean, I, you know, it's just like a fucking <laughs> annoying ass trope for me where anytime I love uh, an OP, I'm like, I really like that one part where they sing in English. But I really love when an anime <laughs> OP they sing in English. And that the part where she's like, death. will your lips taste the kiss of death? I was like, so this is fucking great. That was so cool because it, yeah, it had built up, built up, and then it falls into that part of the song and then it goes right back up again Ugh. yeah fantastic. i very much enjoy this op it's very very good mm-hmm. um so let's talk about our outro now which our outro is torikago by it's it's spelled xx me but it's pronounced yeah. kiss me um it's actually spelled xx uh, colon me colon me but it's just pronounced kiss me so the song kiss is torikago me. by kiss me
Lauren, what did you think of that outro? Can I say I love that both intro and outro were sung by women. We we stand the queens in this anime music world. And this one was so much lighter than the intro. Um, It was a really nice counter for the show. I thought that they both, you know, it's a good bookend. Balanced for both each of other out. Thank you. Yes, that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. They balanced each other out fun, extremely well. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And I also, I like that it kind of like shows, I don't know, it kind of shows them in like a normal life scenario, which none of them will ever have a normal life. Yeah, like more domesticated life for them. And like, honestly, it's kind of nice to get to see them just like waiting for the train and stuff because like, you know, that their lives have just been like training to kill these monsters. And that's literally it. Yeah. Yeah. I liked Um, it. I I liked it. I didn't love it. I liked it. Uh, I feel like I have heard a lot of outros that sound just like this. Oh, yeah. And um, I'm not saying it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying either. I'm saying, like, I liked it. I think, like, because of how much I did like um, the intro so much, and it was just so, like, I feel like I hadn't heard an OP like this. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. No, for sure. I was hoping for something, like, a little bit more creative and, like, a stand alone complex mm-hmm. um. <laughs> that's fair uh but let's talk about what it does sound like right by moving on to our segment what modern or contemporary artists do you think would have done a good job with these anime intros and outros uh lauren why don't you kick us off with kiss of death okay so for some reason i just kidding kept getting swept away into the vocals of the song and i wanted to find someone who had that that power that the original singer has. So I don't think it's a great choice, but I ended up choosing Jessie J, um, her song Wild. Yeah, I think it's very good. I I see where you were going with it. Yeah, I see. I see what you're doing. I see you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think like clearly right stylistically, it's a little different. Yes, very Uh, much But I I see like the vocals for Jessie J for sure. Yeah, purely a vocal match. Great job. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I'll go next because Skylar's been very excited about her OP choice, so I think it'll probably be better. Ooh, I'm excited. Watch it so bad. It's You know, it might be, <laughs> but I know oh. mine isn't great, so I will go next. I went with, again, by Flyleaf. It definitely hits, like, the high energy, like, vocal, like, spikes and stuff. It's yeah. a little bit, like, more rock and roll, but I really do like it. I think this is a much closer vibe match than I had, so... I think it's a good choice. Yeah, I think you did wonderful, PJ. Yeah, nice job, Peach. Peach. Yeah. Peach. <laughs> Peach. All right, Skylar, uh, why don't you close this out? Okay, so this song is part of a genre that is something I learned about when I was 11, when I was watching my birth mom scrub the garage floor high on meth with a toothbrush, and that's Europop house music. <laughs> And I fucking loved it. She burned me so many CDs, and they were all her stripper meth play. (laughs) My God. Anyways, this is definitely a song I definitely played uh, on DDR. You know, obviously, not literally. Um, So I was like, fuck yes. I love house. I love trance. It's good. It's Mm -hmm. so fun. Um, I went with um, a band called Neocortex. Their song Elements, specifically the vocal radio mix. Oh. I think, yeah, I see where you're going for, for sure. Yes, Mm -hmm. most definitely. Yeah, I think this is a really good match. It was really hard to get away from the DDR song, specifically Castles in the Sky, but... (laughs) 
I didn't want to necessarily hit like go with the high note because that was the easiest part. So I wanted to go with I wanted to go with the original like when she's singing the more like uh like lower registers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that and this then, hits it. Yeah, I thank you, Lauren. Yes, PJ. I think it's the closest of <laughs> the three personally. I I liked it a lot. I think I see what you were going for. I don't think any of us got there one hundred percent. No, I don't think we did. But I think Skylar got. The closest, and then PJ, and then me. Sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's move on to our outro song, which is Tony Cago. This one was much harder to find a match for for me. I am mm-hmm. not at all confident. Um, between the vibe and the vocals, I ended up settling on Hey Ocean, their song Big Blue Wave. I think you win. Yeah, I see it for sure. I think this is a very good choice. I think Thank this is you. an amazing choice. <laughs> Really, I feel Thank like it is you. a very good choice. It's definitely I feel like like it is a fantastic choice. <laughs> I feel like we heard different songs then. I'm not saying it's like bad by any means, but like it's clearly a very different temp and tone, tempo and tone. Yes, yeah. I think I think Tori the Kago. voices match really well. I'll take that absolutely. Yeah, I think this is a very very good choice. I don't think it's the perfect choice like Skylar feels. <laughs> uh, Skylar, what did you go with? You seem super non confident. Oh. So, really quick, this song reminds me of a less good version of the Goose song from um, Your Line April, like that intro. Anyways, that one is amazing. I went with Visions of Atlantis, uh, Melancholy Angels. It goes way too hard, you guys. I I have the sense that you don't like your choice. I don't. You guys. It's definitely a lot like darker. Much harder, yeah, than the outro. Um, It's definitely, I see what you're going for, though, because like it's hard to match something that is like has the so speed of mm-hmm. Tony Cago. Yeah, I found a lot yeah, of songs. I think I, obviously that was the, that's the only thing holding back Big Blue Wave from being like a perfect match is that it's a lot slower than mm-hmm. Tony Cago, and this is like the speed of Tony Cago, but like not at all the vibe. Right. Yes. Agreed. Well, then who did you this end is up the going vibe for? I wish PJ? I had. I don't think my choice is very good either. I want to be clear. I think Lauren did probably have the best choice here today. Uh, Damn. But I went with "Careful" by Paramore. I don't think this is as bad as you're thinking it is. You have the right tempo that I was missing. So yeah, no, I yeah. like it. I, I love Lauren's answer more, but I definitely do like it. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I, I think Lauren's is the, the ranking is definitely Lauren, get. PJ, and then me. <laughs> I was going to say, none of us passed this test. We, no, I mean, we you got, got points the closest, for right? You got like a B minus, and we got like, I got a D, and Skylar like, got like D. an F. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got definitely a D. Minus, D minus, oh you're right. Enough to pass the class, but not enough to like, <laughs> like you have to turn <laughs> in some extra credit at the end. You got a C minus, and I got a D. I'll take that. Yeah, um, honestly. <laughs> uh, all right, so normally this is where our music segment ends, but it's fucking not where it's ending today. because. Oh, Shit. Darling and the Franks has one, two, three, four, five, count of six EDs amongst its 24 episodes. So you know what that means. It's time for <laughs> an ED ranking. ranking. That oh is God. insane. I actually really like the second ob- or the second ending. So All right. So obviously our first ED was Torikago. All of our EDs are by Kiss Me. Oh, nice. So oh. Torikago runs from episodes one to six. Our second ED is only in episode seven. It is Manato oh. no Setsuna.
Uh, what did you think of that one? That was such a different vibe. It's a very different vibe. It's very so sweet yeah. and cutesy. Yes. So that was the beach episode. Yeah, obviously. And that's why it's only for that episode. That makes sense. <laughs> All right. Okay. So our next ED is Beautiful World, which airs on episodes 8 through 12 and 14. This one's so wholesome. Yeah, I really like so, this one a lot, personally. Yeah. It, it really started out very at the bottom of my list. It was very boring. But like once it kind of got to the chorus, I was like, damn, this is a vibe. Yeah, no, it's I, a vibe. I really like it. Yeah. Um, so let's move on to our next one, which is just on episode 13. It is Hitori. Obviously, like, I don't want to give away where anything is on my list, but I will say this song is really good and the visuals definitely give it a leg above everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, I definitely had my lighter on just vibing. I cannot wait to see the context of whatever that episode is. Yeah. Our fifth ED is Escape, which was on episode 16 through 20. That one was so cool. These key, this is how I felt about three, where it was like, okay, like this is whatever. But as soon as it hits that chorus, I was like, damn. Yeah, you have to. This is great. You end up having to like scratch out the number you wrote and like rewrite yes. a different number. Yeah. yeah. I keep changing my mind. <laughs> and then uh, our final ED is Darling, which was on episodes 21 through 23. There is no ED for episode 24 since, it's, since it is the finale. Uh, I will say there is no, nowhere, nowhere on the internet a video of ED6. So this oh. is a video video of someone doing the drum cover to ED6 but the song plays in the background Damn. <laughs> I don't know how all of these are on the same level, but they somehow are. And I just have to like really nitpick to find out which one is going to be at the top. I love it. It's great. Um, I wonder if it's on Spotify, because if it's on Spotify, it's going to be the only ending I add to my anime. What playlist. a spoiler. Honestly, that's such a spoiler. <laughs> 
But uh, go ahead and deliberate. All right, does everyone have their list? I do, yes. yes. All right, Lauren, why don't you kick us off Me? with your definitive ranking? Or unless you want us to go first. No, 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 that's totally fine. Why don't fine. you kick I'm us ready. off with your definitive ranking of the EDs? Okay, I will be going from bottom to top. Okay. And um, RIP sunbathing, but you hit the bottom for me. So Ma- number two. Yeah, Manatsu no Setsuna is... Makes sense. It is. I won't. You know what? I won't say where my where things are on my list. So ma, uh, Manatsu. <laughs> yep, that one's at the bottom, and then ED number one. Okay, Hitori. And then six. And then darling. Okay, darling. And then three. Uh, and then we had beautiful world. Yep. And then number two for me was outro five. Escape. And my favorite was number four. Hitori. Oh, okay. It was just. I don't know. I know that you had to warm up to it, Skylar. But instantly for me, I was like, "This is no, the shit." No, no. Four is the one with like the fantasy. Yeah. Outro. No. No, no, no. Right? Yes, it was. That was number yeah. three, wasn't no, it? No, that was no, number that was four. four. Oh, it was four. Yes, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. no, I loved that one. That's right. Yes, I loved it. I thought it was just... I was like, do you need to restructure your list? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I I had them confused. Yes, number four with the fantasy. Uh, just, all right, I know yeah. this list is going to be different because I guarantee Darling and Skyler's number one. But Skyler, <laughs> why don't you go? <laughs> all right. My least favorite... Okay, honestly, really quick. Uh, PJ, you replayed one for us, and one ended up higher on the list. It, it made me appreciate one a little bit more. That's good. Um, okay, so my bottom is three. Aw, poor thing. My second to last favorite is five. And I'm, I'm not saying I dislike these at all. Um, I think they're all, like, great. Mm-hmm. My third, uh, is one. Okay. The next one is two. My second favorite is ending number four. And my top favorite is ending number six. Surprising? No one. Yeah, no, honestly. (laughs) Um, Okay, I'll tell you guys my ranking. Yeah, go for it. So in last place for me is uh, Manatsu no Setsuna, which was ED number two. Yeah. Okay. In fifth place, I had Beautiful World, which is ED number three. Okay. I like it. Yeah. In fourth place, I had Torikago, which is our ED number one. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. In third place, I had Escape, which is ED number five. Nice. In second place, I had Darling, which is ED number six. And in cool. first place, I had Hitori, which was ED number four. Ugh, the best okay, one. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. The best one. We PJ and I agree. Skylar's close. <laughs> Skylar's <laughs> <laughs> So, if we were to average out our rankings, our definitive Kawhi Disappointment ranking of the EDs for Darling and the Franks are, in sixth place, to no one's surprise, is ED number two, Manatsu no Setsuna. Yeah. Uh, one point above that at f- uh, at fifth place is Beautiful World. One point above that at fourth place is Torikago, our ED number one. Four, uh, jumping e- uh, three points to our third choice is ED number five is Escape. Jumping three points from that is our ED number six, Darling, at second place. And in first place is Hitori with 17 average points. The only. It's a great song. The only right choice. Uh, oh, okay. So that is our definitive <laughs> Kawaii Desu ranking of the Darling of the Frank CDs. And that is where we are officially going to finally end our music segment as we take Ooh. a quick break to watch some additional clips, some additional context, and get Lauren's closing thoughts on Darling of the Franks. So stay tuned, everyone. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. We have learned about some additional clips, some additional context, some additional darlings, and some additional Frankses, and some additional just 
stupid horny moments. <laughs> so much. All right, Lauren, tell me after all of that, obviously, Darling of the Franks uh, has a lot of horniness, as we have established, and you are an asexual person, so maybe that is a big turnoff for you. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it doesn't really bother you, and the action, the character moments, and just like the world building is enough to keep you engaged outside of all of the simulated robot sex. <laughs> so tell me, Lauren, is that the case? As I ask you the question, will you keep watching Darling in the Franks? I think the world building is super, super cool. And I do think that the characters are compelling. But um, as an asexual, I can't get past all the sex. Most of it doesn't do anything for me. And I sit there for most of the episode going, I don't understand. I don't get this. So that makes sense. I don't. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to continue with this one in particular. All right. So that makes Darling in the Franks a quite disappointment and puts it in horny jail. <laughs> Straight to horny jail with Straight Darling and the Franks. Straight to horny jail with you. <laughs> to be fair, that is the reason, right? We're I saying think, yes, that for you, it is. for you, it is a quiet disappointment because it's too horny. So I'm straight s- to horny jail <laughs> with Darling and the Franks, a kawaii disappointment oh here today. God. Obviously, Skylar and I have enjoyed the series. We will continue watching it. Yeah. Um, we will help break it out of horny jail or we'll just be put in horny jail right alongside it. Penile <laughs> penitentiary. Uh, but oh let me my. ask you, penile <laughs> penitentiary, disgusting. <laughs> uh, it's pussy penitentiary, Skylar. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> the penal system will. will <laughs> 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 oh God! Oh my God! <laughs> the long, hard rod of the law will <laughs> will no. adhere to this. No. I could feel myself inside. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Is a quote, a direct quote. Did you? Uh, so obviously, on a disappointment, we like to ask you not who your favorite character was, but who your least favorite character was. But if mm-hmm. it was just a horniness and there wasn't a least favorite character, you can give us a favorite. But it's up to you. I actually have a favorite character. If if it wasn't so horny with me sitting there for most of it, going okay, but like, like what, I get what it. else? <laughs> <laughs> um, I love O five six. Or Goro, the one with the glasses. Hell yeah. Goro's pretty great. I do love Goro. He's so supportive. I love him so much. Honestly, yes. I love him. Poor little simp boy. Poor little simp boy. Yeah. But I want to know who you guys enjoy. Who are your favorite characters? Zero two. Uh, Zero two. Oh. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. We're both not asexual. So (laughs) we're both horny as fuck. She has two horns, so that makes sense. One for each of us. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Oh, Oh, man. Good for you guys. It's like sugar, and she eats all that honey, so. Oh, my God. Yeah. So much honey. They draw honey so so good. Delicious looking. Oh, my God. It's like, I I thought Winnie the Pooh had good honey. Nah, darling the Frank. Oh, yeah. Yeah, No. Winnie the Pooh's honey was always peak. And then I saw this one. I went, oh, no. I I do want to try some of that. What weird that we snuck a Winnie the Pooh reference into our Darling the Frank episode. Uh, but uh, all of that's aside a kawaii disappointment straight to horny jail aside uh there's still one thing left to discuss because it's time for is there an mv for that amv anime music videos is there an all right lord you know the rules give me your song and artist for jarling in the franks so because this one is so horny, I thought of another 
product that is extremely horny and ended up choosing the song Love Me Like You Do by Ellie Goulding. A product? Well, because that song's from 50 Shades, Shades of, of Grey. Grey. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so I, yeah. All right. So obviously, you know, jumping in, you are trying to match it to something else that's pretty horny. But obviously, like, Darling of the Franks is horny, but it's good. Right. Uh, and exactly. And Shades yeah. of Grey is horny, and it's actively just bad. It's yeah. just so bad. It's boring. It's it boring is. horny. And it's, it's horny. And it's, oh, that's the worst kind of horny. It's boring and it uh, is very disrespectful for towards the BDSM community. It's true. Yes, it is not representative of them like at all. But the song is representative of Darling in the Franks. There are multiple oh. AMVs Touch for Love Me Like, like you, do you Do to Darling in the Franks. So Lauren, that is three points in the book. Woo-hoo! Yes. Wow. Proud of you. Thank you so much. (sighs) And with all all that said, it's time for the super secret, not so secret bonus point. Lauren, do you think Darling in the Franks has an AMV to Evanescence, Bring Me to Life? Wow. I never have thought of Bring Me to Life in any way than it being literal, but um, I guess it could. I guess, you know. Wow. Zero two does bring him to life. So I'll I'll say yes. Are you are you implying that bring me to life? Are you saying bring me to life as in like make him hard? <laughs> Is that very, what you're implying, Lauren? Very possibly, you know. I mean, life apparently begins finds a with way. semen. <laughs> I mean one of them was like, but let's have a baby. I'm like, that's life. That's life. No, I, I just want to say you specifically are implying that when that she brings him to life by making him horny. No. Yeah. Like, that's what you're saying? Sure. Yeah. Well, weird choice. No, I'm just kidding. Of course. Of course. <laughs> this is such a horny anime. But regardless, outside of that horniness, there are a lot of very sentimental and deep moments between Zero Two and Heroes. So, of course, there are multiple AMVs to Evanescence Bring Me to Life to Darling in the Franks, putting us at four Damn. points in the book. A Kawhi disappointment straight to horny jail straight in the book. And a phenomenal time here in Mecha Month that we have officially completed. Yeah, we Ooh. did. Oh, I had a really fun time. The I didn't think over. I didn't think I was gonna like Mecha Month because I was like, they're just big giant robots. But don't you it was like so much Pacific, more. Pacific Rim though? I did not. I oh. did not. Who am I thinking of? Oh my god! Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I I do not know, but you know, I mean, mechas are very much painted by like political turmoil, intrigue, mm-hmm. uh, just like you know, you know, kind of like a, a betrayal of society and youth by like the powers that be, and you know, it's it's definitely a lot. And there's very few mecha anime that don't dive deeper into things like revolution, politics, war crimes, stuff like that. It's so it, it's a very misleading genre. I think so too, but I'm glad to have been introduced to it. And I enjoyed myself a lot this month. So thank thank you both for teaching me about anime mecha. You're yeah, welcome. and I'm glad you had a good time. But more importantly, I hope our listeners had a good time, a fun time, a horny in the main time, <laughs> a uh, Nathan's hot dog presents darling eating the Frank's time. <laughs> But until next time, we hope your wait isn't a kawaii disappointment. I've been PJ. I've been Skylar. And I've been Lauren. And straight to horny jail with all of you. Bye. Straight to jail. Pussy Don't collect $200. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>